Namaste. So today we read a short but powerful prayer of the mother. May 21st, 1914. This prayer is translated by Sri Aurobindo and one can see the difference in prayers that have been translated by Sri Aurobindo, select prayers. At least those who have um, a good grasp of French, they definitely are of the view that when you read the mother's prayers original in French, it is different than when you read it in English. It's understandable because the turn of language, its beauty, its subtlety, its sophistication, many expressions. Like in Hindi, we use the word dharma very differently from the way it is understood uh, in English. So there are words like religion, there is no equivalent. And to an audience which doesn't understand, um, for example, one place it is said, this world is created for delight. So people often think that, you know, it means that we should just have joy, pleasure. It is, so these are shades of meaning which people don't get into. So there are several shades which are born out of the experience that uh, humanity has undergone in a given context. Say, when you use the word freedom to a Frenchman, I'm sure it is very different from the word freedom when you speak to an uh, um, American. They carry a very different meaning altogether. <laughs> the word is the same. So anyways, this is translated by Shorbindo. So it's a very special prayer. So this prayer, again like the previous prayer of May 20th, it reveals or describes a state of consciousness. And it's not just a state of consciousness. But uh, one of the most profound realizations that any yogi can have Uh, or rarest of rare who may have had. So, in yoga there are three fundamental realizations. One is realizing the divine within. The second is realizing the divine in the cosmos, cosmic being. And the third is realizing the divine as the transcendent, beyond all manifestation. These are the three basic levels at which we can realize the divine. One can realize them as either or, Like for instance, Buddha cancelled apparently individual realization as well as the cosmic and he arrived at the transcendent. Though, I mean that's how the Buddhists understand that. But there is a whole line which doesn't accept that. But that's how if you read the, the permanent, which is beyond everything. But equally one can realize the divine within without realizing the transcendent. There have been mystics, Christian mystics who... Uh, medieval mystics, uh, you know, bhakti yogis who have realized the divine present in the heart. But they didn't realize the divine in the cosmos or the transcendent. They didn't concern also. They were so delightful, felt so delighted inside by contact with the immanent divine. Uh, now here we see a combination of this double realization of the individual and the transcendent. The cosmic uh, realization we have read earlier. And it would come time and again. But here we see a hint of it. So this triple um, experience, this triple realization is actually the aim of yoga. For the complete fulfillment of our human self. One of them can liberate us. Realizing the transcendent can liberate us from the entire, we need not come back, 
as they say we can dissolve melt into the divine vanish disappear completely and all our individuality realizing the divine within makes our individual life flush with the glow of perfection born of the psychic state we see that in savitri realizing the divine is the cosmic being as was given to arjuna as a special grace where he sees the divine in his vishwarup Uh, helps us to join the collective march of mankind as one of its uh, forerunners leaders uh, vibhutis to assist in that forward march but here in this yoga it's a triple realization so let's read uh, this wonderful prayer outside all manifestation in the immutable silence of eternity I am in thee O Lord an unmoving beatitude so all manifestation temporal manifestation and the eternal manifestation so she has gone not only beyond the lower triple worlds but all the worlds so we see that in savitri where first when the burden of night is taken away the lower triple world then there is the eternal day and savitri says that uh, i climb not to the eternal day even as i have shunned the eternal night because she is given a place in one of these uh, eternal manifestations uh, for instance there are aspirants who seek to live forever in uh, golok krishna lok or these high worlds where you can live forever so, but transcendent is still beyond that's why at the end the great godhead takes away even that he says i take away the burden of uh, my day eternal day even as i have taken away the burden of the night then she goes into the sheer transcendent so this is the transcendent in which she have gone but what is remarkable is that she has still the individual this is not the ego individual obviously you can't climb there but the psychic individuality this is where shivinda brings in this unique aspect that to have the realization of the transcendent does not mean you have to lose the psychic individuality it is no more separate because they coexist in the supermind they have always coexisted so this idea of annulling the individual in the supreme may be true of the ego individuality that is obviously true but not of the psychic individuality the soul need not dissolve itself in the divine but it exists in that eternal beatitude that's why it is beatitude so if you dissolve it's only silence and peace but she has used the word beatitude Shivendra uses this word with reference to love, with reference to Ananda, and uh, <coughs> he says the seven beatitudes, while in the human body, the different kinds of relations you can have with God. So here it is outside all manifestation, in the immutable silence of eternity. I am in the, O Lord, an unmoving beatitude. So she is. realize that state of beatitude one more step if she dissolves there is no beatitude all is annulled but then something very marvelous see when we read these experiences as the greatest adventure rather than just as a you know some some okay something which i don't understand instead of that just look at the adventure what are the possibilities beyond the limits of human consciousness in that which out of thy puja and marvelous light forms the center and reality of the atoms of matter i find thee 
This is what Shirobinda says, Par Brahman. He is everywhere in everything, even in the core of atoms, it exists. So this transcendent, absolute, though it is beyond everything, yet is in everything. It is not something which is cut off from the world. They cannot be. It's, but it is absolute in the sense, nothing that is relative can really, you know, it is nothing to do with any relative world. There are two absolutes in fact, Shirobindu speaks of. One is the absolute, absolute in the sense, it has nothing to do with the world of relativity, yet the entire world is because of him. Or it, or that, or her. <laughs> in, in that poem, Par Brahman, he says, that he stung himself with bliss and called it pain. In the rack is curled. So everything is, he is within everything. And yet it is beyond everything. There is nothing with which you can either define it, describe it. And there is another absolute that is in terms of the relative. So Shiva is an absolute of, uh, you know, uh, the divine force, ultimate force, is absolute. All forces will be subordinated to that. Krishna is the absolute of Ananda. So all the joys one can ever experience, He is the absolute with re- in reference to all the various joys that anyone or anything can ever experience or contain or hold, all joy flows from it. So there are two absolutes. So here it is obviously the absolute absolute which is present in everything. She is experiencing it. How beautifully. In that which out of thy puza and marvelous light its light with power in it forms the center and reality of the atoms of matter I find thee she is discovering herself in the heart of every atom there is another prayer where she describes that I am in the heart of every atom uh, and I kindle there in the fire that never dies so she is discovering herself there which is the secret reality of the atoms of matter I find thee Thus, without going out of thy presence, I can disappear in thy supreme consciousness or see thee in the radiant particles of my being. Ordinarily, to disappear in the supreme, you have to go out. So this is something very beautiful and unique in in many ways. Traditional yogis will wonder how it is possible. (laughs) But the mother speaks of it, Shirobinda speaks about it. Thus, without going out of thy presence, I can disappear in thy supreme consciousness or see thee in the radiant particles of my being. So now you see the hint of the triple realization. She is in that presence. If she wants, she can disappear. At the same time, she can enter into Every particle of creation. What a marvelous wonder it is. In the radiant particles of my being. And for the moment, that is the plenitude of thy life and thy illumination. So there is the fullness that we all seek, without which life remains incomplete. I see thee. See thee is something which is outside. I am thyself. And between these two poles, my intense love aspires towards thee. Love is the bridge thrown between the manifestation and that which is manifesting. 
So she has become simultaneously the supreme who is manifesting. Simultaneously she is at the same time in the core of every atom and at the same time she becomes the bridge of love between these two poles. No wonder when people asked, <laughs> what can, what do you expect from humanity? She said nothing. <laughs> and all that Shirvinda said is to open to her. Because she is the bridge, she is the creation and she is the creator. And the bridge that she has built is the bridge of love. Not just the bridge of, bridge of knowledge is also there. But the problem with bridge of knowledge is, most of the time when we enter through the bridge of knowledge, there has been a tendency to vanish. Though you can discover the same knowledge in everything. This is the bridge of power which one can find through works. This is the bridge of knowledge which one can find through the yoga of knowledge. But this is the bridge of love. The beautiful, the full of beatitude. And puja and light are ingrained within it. It's love that is one with wisdom. Love that is one with power. So we'll just read it and then... Enter into the new year mode with this beautiful prayer. May 21st, 1914. Outside all manifestation in the immutable silence of eternity, I am in Thee, O Lord, an unmoving beatitude. In that which out of Thy puza and marvelous light forms the center and reality of the atoms of matter. I find thee. Thus, without going out of thy presence, I can disappear in thy supreme consciousness or see thee in the radiant particles of my being. And for the moment, that is the plenitude of thy life and thy illumination. I see thee, I am thyself. I see thee, I am thyself. And between these two poles, my intense love aspires towards thee. Namaste. Namaste.